Greetings, I am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in a millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. Greetings, I am Erin Patton, also known as Master L, and welcome to the MetaBusiness Millennial Podcast. Today's episode is very special because I am joined by none other than the Chief Operating Officer of the MetaBusiness World, Ms. Amber Williams, my dear sister in healing, my childhood friend, and now a co-creator in this new earth paradigm. And without further ado, welcome Amber to the show. Hello, everybody. Thank you. It feels good to be back here again. Ashley, it's almost a year since we did our first podcast, Erin. Like, so it's kind of like a full circuit moment to actually just really kind of watch how all this is just truly played out, how it actually kind of just played out and just mm-hmm. the how everything just connected and flow and then the, the growth has just come and then just seeing how far we are now. It's beautiful, really. And it's funny because I was talking with one of our mutual friends who listened to our first podcast episode and she was just so shocked that that was the first time we had talked in like decades and mm-hmm. I, too, am just humbled, I'm grateful, I'm honored to kind of have this full circle moment where not only did we reconnect and work together, like, on a property and everything, just like we said, but now we're, like, healing those sisterhood wounds like we did at my birthday party, you know, where we're really kind of, like, manifesting in 3D all those things that we talked about on our call. And yes. now we're doing this new earth paradigm work through the meta business world. And it's just, it's like, you know, won't you do it kind of moment for real. It is, it is, it is. So I guess I should actually introduce, introduce more. Uh, maybe I should just like, kind of like who I am. Like, how do you want to do this? Well, I, know I was thinking we could really speak to, you know, what it is that you're doing with the meta business world okay. now in the CEO role, because you did already introduce yourself in the episode. And for those that are watching and listening, y'all can check in with that episode. It's one of the earlier ones and get to know more about Amber and her personal life. And for this one, I was feeling like we could talk a little bit more about what you're bringing to the meta business world, where we are now, and kind of talk about, you know, we've been through some things with that too that we can get get into as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey, hello everybody. So I'm the chief operating officer and that entails the operation, the day-to-day things of how meta business works, how it flows, which is my strong point when it comes to business is operation, systems and processes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also there's this role of really bringing, like when if you watch the first episode afterwards, you know, Aaron and I decided we were going to work together. And so if you know, I'm a designer and engineer in the background and 
I really focus on more in engineering the systems and then the development of, of buildings, commercial or resident, residential areas now. And so um, really just the entire shebang of what we're going to talk about is the Pomesian Ranch and yeah. what doing her dream and actually how I got to really help. I get to help and be part of making this dream come true, which one of the things I like to say, and I was talking to a friend yesterday, like that's where my prosperity comes from is being a resource for people. Yeah. Build their dreams. Like yeah. that's my thing to always help people turn their dream into 3D meaning into physical form. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I understand all the intricate, intricate pieces that go into making this come true down to the day-to-day operation, the construction, the type of people you need to work with you, what the budget looks like, all those things. And just my entire experience of working on this earth, like I have a background in all those things. And it's funny because me moving totally into construction, like I totally forgot that I worked for a construction company. Really? Like I totally forgot about it. Like one of my family friends, big construction company here in the United States, they're black and I worked for them and I, and I don't know how I forget that, you know, my family has been in real estate ever since, you know, I know that because I did a lot of real estate stuff as a younger child, like doing the handy work around, you know, my dad would make us do the work. So like hard labor. Like I come from all that understanding it. I don't have a problem getting my hands dirty. So it's so funny that like, it always was my dream to do development and construction and real estate that always, but I think sometimes when you're going through your um, healing journey and you forgot who you were, cause you got so caught up in the things. It's like when you start to do that deep inner healing and you start reawakening, you're like, yes. oh the whole time I forgot about it because I I started going down a path for myself that really wasn't aligned for me yeah yeah and now that I you know the last four or five years when I got back on the path of construction and engineering everything's been like there's still bumps on the road but it's been smooth and the resources and the people and the mentors and the opportunities have just showed up so last year when like, let me just tell you guys, I I had tagged Aaron in a picture on um, my Instagram stories. And then and Aaron comes in like, hey, sister. And she was like, well, actually, my dad wasn't a dentist. My mom was. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And she was like, then she comes back. She's like, hey, you should be on my podcast. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, I was like, I've been wanting to be on more podcasts. And then it just, it just really snowballed from there. Yes. So I think that kind of like a good segue into you going in and talking more. Yeah, I actually want to talk a bit first, though, about that, because I feel like you said a few things that I want to tap into. The one that really deeply resonated with me was you kind of like forgetting who you were and then kind of remembering those aspects, because this is something that a lot of folks that are listening and watching are experiencing right now. It's like, damn, like, I feel like a kid again. Like they're having these moments where they're like, I remember I used to love doing this something or I used to love doing that something. And now how am I going to find a way to integrate that into my life today? And my, my, 
my encouragement and also my own experiences is don't force anything. Just leave that at the tip and top of your awareness that, hey, like this is something that I really want to call forth in my life because I already made the mistake for y'all. I'm, I'm the first one to like quit and jump into something because I'm feeling called to do it and then find myself still on a hamster wheel of emotions and and energy of exhaustion because I wasn't allowing it to happen in God's time or in, in, in universe's time and alignment. The word sequence. Letting things sequence up. And I think, you know, to talk back to what you were saying, forgetting who you, who you were, I feel like more, I don't like to say that I, because motherhood, did not make me forget who I am because that's part of me to be a mom, mother. And that is mm-hmm. one of my favorite jobs, mother. So mothering was not the problem that made me forget who I was. What the problem was is that I was mothering, trying to mother other people's dreams. Period. And I was trying to help everybody else's dreams, but get my dream, even though my dream is to help people. Yeah. Helping the wrong people. Like yeah. I have a that I believe in people so much, you know? Yes. So weird for people not to chase their dreams, you know? And I think more or less also listening to my parents, like, you know, my dad became a dentist, but like my dad really wanted to be a pro golfer. So like if my dad would have became a pro golfer, you know, he still can. Uh He's not going to like, but he still can. And then I listened to my mom. My mom always, if she if she watches this episode, she's going to be like, I can't believe you told that. My mom always is telling me, I wanted to be an attorney. I wanted to be an attorney, you know? And in the way she, she argued, like, she should have been an attorney. <laughs> she got all But <laughs> my mom also, she didn't finish her master's. She was pregnant with me when she was finishing her master's and she didn't finish it. So... Growing up, you know, you hear those things of people who didn't really do what they all the way wanted to do. And for me, like, to be honest, like I was looking at, um, I started off in school in undergrad as a biology major. And then I changed because I didn't feel like I could handle doing that and uh, playing golf. But then I go back and look at my biology compared to when I switched my major, my grades went down. Like I had a three, five as a biology major. Like, I don't even know how I graduated with a math major. It wasn't a line for me, but I got through. Yeah. But when we think about how we'll sometimes we'll go a different path because we don't think we're strong enough or we don't think we have the courage to do it or we were just downright kind of lazy. And I think for me personally, it was like, I didn't want to do the work at the time. And that's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That too. Because maybe I didn't need to exert all my energy at that time. Mm -hmm. And I look at it as like everything went through the way it did because I wouldn't have been able to have this expertise in public relations and mass comm and marketing if I didn't go through that, even though I didn't, you know, get the grades, the grades, I still learned them. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, is like along the way, I was really trying to help everybody else make their dream come off the ground. And I was neglecting mine. Hmm. And I wasn't really doing what I wanted to do. 
And also the, to piggyback on that, when I went to go get my, my MBA, I was like, I want to go to design school. And then I was like, well, I kind of want to get my MBA. I want to go to design school. And I was like, I'm just going to get my MBA. But then you guys see later on, I come back to getting, going into engineering, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like you get these paths and you get these things. And then like, it was there all along. But I was just like, wasn't ready to take that jump because I really needed to go through some more life lessons. And that's how I look at it. I don't look at it anything bad like that was the path I needed to meet some of the people that I know now from that other alternative path I took that are going to help me on this path I am now yes everything always works out for you everything always works out for me that's one of my favorite affirmations Mm -hmm. and I also just want to lift up to the aspect of you saying your desire to help people because I feel like this is a very common um, thing that I would say most people in our generation, especially like the millennial generation, have been programmed to to believe is that they're here. To, we're here to save the world, and and absolutely we are here to help others, yet not at our own expense. And I feel like you've had those lessons. I've definitely continued to still have those lessons. That you know we have to always put ourselves first, and if we aren't doing the healing work, if we aren't saving ourselves, then how the fuck are we gonna save anybody else? How are we gonna save the world if we aren't? focused on the very important and critical aspect of lifting up our own vibration and tending to our own vibration and our own frequency in our own lives. And mm-hmm. I think that that's beautiful too, that, and, I, and that's one reason why I say I'm so honored is that you wanted to use your gifts in support of, of my vision, which is now our vision. And mm-hmm. I want, I want hope that this can inspire other people that are listening and watching that, have their own gifts and talents yet see someone else that's doing something great and they can co-create together because especially women, black women, and just people in general, there's a lot of just competition, for lack of better words, just competition, hating, you know, undercutting and not really understanding that, you know, when we, you know, we can go farther together. And so, yeah. And I also wanted to say, too, I think that also those people were ready to, that I was helping and then, like, you know, it burned me out and I was bitter and I was angry about it and I was hurt. Mm-hmm. They weren't really ready to do the work that you've been doing. And it's like, you know, you've experienced that where you've helped friends and then it backfired and stuff like that. But at the same time with us coming together and then also working through those past wounds, too you have really stepped up to really do the work. Like, those are the people paying not. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. we're not we're not at the level, and that's okay. But they weren't at this place that you were, you were like, hey, it's all or nothing. I gotta do this. I can't even go back to that old life that you were living. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, the deeper you get in, you couldn't even see yourself going back. At all. Mm Mm-hmm. At all. And, and some people are just too scared. And I think that there is a level of risk over risk, you know, that both of us are taking that we just know it's going to work out. <laughs> it has to. It has to work out. Like, who's going to tell the story of, you know, 
you know, to our grandkids, you know, and, and like this, you're, this is like beyond risk. This is almost like I, I wouldn't advise you to do this if you did not have, you know, this, 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 that, that. You know, what I'm saying, like, if you didn't have these level, super herb level of heal healers and mentors and things working with you, do, do not try this at home. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the vibe. Even, even that, <laughs> but just that the experience and yeah. you have to think about the experience that you have and, and yeah. I tell you that all the time like yeah that's true you came from an institution like you know I think it was when I first saw that I was like oh, you went to Harvard like you know you went to Harvard like where you do these people who are changing the world come from this school. sometimes they don't even finish gra- graduate from there but they go to these schools to get the top of the line research resources you know you go for the people you go for the brains the open-mindedness mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like you're you've been surrounded around these people in in academia too who um who also are ready to even if they have trauma they're still going to jump out there and and build some shit that part. you know what i'm saying they're still going to do it and so it's a it's a high level of of thinking that keeps you wanting to strive for excellence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not yeah. saying that no one else can do that at another institution, but I'm saying that you've been cultivated and been surrounded around people yeah. who are making jumps and leaps all the time. And then yeah. you got little me who he'll be like, Yeah, I can do that too. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> so it's like just don't, I tell you that all the time, like, don't discount yourself out. Right. Your expertise in your brains and your genius, too, because it's like, besides those other people we work out, it's in us, not on us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not like everything we need. I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, it's within us. I told a friend yesterday, I was like, I want you to stop calling me and telling me what you're seeing everybody else do. What What are you trying to do? We can't worry about what everybody else is doing. Because I'm going to tell you, nobody's really doing what you and I are doing. They're not. At all. And be Black girls that are doing it. But and nor are they supposed to. And that's another thing, as a great segue into like the vision for our conversation today is that this vision, like this calling was for me. Like this was, you know, my number. And um, and and for my, you know, construction, my DNA, my history, my experience, to your point, and for everyone else, like you have your calling as well. And it actually may look similar to mine. And it could mm-hmm. very well be. However, it's gonna be uniquely designed and curated for you. And so I, I like that you brought that up because. There's a lot oftentimes of people wanting to mimic or copy or feel as if they're copying and pasting, but you can never do that because we're all different. Mm-hmm. I said that on a I said that on a a, a story the other day. What yeah. I said was Kanye said something. The one of my favorite songs. This is a God's dream. Yeah, a God's dream. So no matter if you try to copy and paste, you can't do it like us. And that's what you understand. That's why it's like. We nowadays, I think when you get to a level of healing, you don't even get offended when you see somebody like, oh, that's kind of like mine's, but girl, go on and do it. It's not going to come out like, you know what I'm saying? But 
because it's it's a God stream and God yes. planted that in you for it to come out like this. Like and this. Those experiences to shape you so it could come out like this. Exactly. And what we're talking about this is, is the Commission Ranch. And the Commission Ranch is um, a vision that I had on my heart when I started, you know, my work a couple years ago in integrating spirituality and business in a very intentional and upfront way, like no masking behind lexicon and language and, you know, this and that, no really speaking to what we're doing and that's connecting our professional, personal endeavors in alignment with our divine plan that was designed in co-creation with God and our and our God divine self within. And, and so the Commission Ranch essentially will be a corporate healing space in East Texas on 12 acres of land where executives, leaders, artists, and everyone in between can take time for retreat, for restoration, for education, self-education, most importantly, in a very safe, natural, environmentally friendly, and, you know, integrative environment. And um, this is really going to be the physical manifestation of the meta-business world, which is the organization that, that Amber and I work for and work in and co-creating and coaching teams, individuals, um, creating strategies for organizations. And we'll be able to do this in real time, in a physical space, in this beautiful, beautiful natural location. And I, I acquired this property, I had to be like September, October of 2022. And now it is May, 2023. And we already have finalized schematics for our building plan. We're getting ready to move forward with our phase one, you know, build and design plan. And right now we're getting a tree survey on the property because this is how much we have attention to detail. We care about the environment in which we habitate and that we are literally sending people out there to count the trees on the property so that we know how many trees we are we have and how many are being I would say um displaced for like a better words um in construction of this property and can be repurposed using some of that wood and that energy in other beautiful ways because at every step of the way it's um honoring of earth which is you know part of who we are we are part heaven part earth and we must also acknowledge and, and pay more attention to the earth in which we inhabit, which we have learned so much growing up. Like I was thinking about this yesterday, like how I, as part of the millennial generation, like I grew up loving like shows like Captain Planet. Like when I was in fifth grade, like I was the founder of the Earth Club and we collected tabs so that we can get money to plant trees. Like, I, I created this, like I, I really just had such an affinity for the land, for Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. And now it's actually my time to like put my money where my goddamn mouth is because it really is, it takes a lot of resources. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy to actually care about the space that we inhabit. Most of the time you see developers just 
plowing shit over, just like digging up. They don't care about flood, flooding warnings or the natural, you know, animals or, or nature or things that are inhabiting the space. And, and this is a new earth where we actually care about things. And not only do we care about it, we, we, we utilize the resources for them. We find the talent that knows these things. We have permaculture consultants, you know, um, all kinds of engineers, Amber included, our architects that are well-versed in these things. Sorry. It's okay. That are really, um, we're being very intentional and thoughtful about every little step of the way. And I, and I always compare this endeavor to Jurassic Park. They know I always do that because I, I watch it a lot with my son. And it's become a, a very good inspiration in terms of how John Hammond the character, the older gentleman that whose vision it was to create Jurassic Park, he spared no expense. He wanted to use his entire fortune if he had to, to create this beautiful playground for nature. It ended up being that way. But of course, like Hollywood destroys everything. But um, but this was his intent. And, and very similarly, we have the same intent of creating a safe space for natural natural species, people, human beings to, to thrive. And I don't know, Amber, if you have more to add, but I just wanted to open that up in terms of the Carisha Ranch conversation. I also wanted to kind of say also one of the things that you also wanted with the land is that you didn't want to disturb it as much. You want to say disturb it. You wanted to keep it like one of the great things about this 12 acres of land and how you know, the architects and I and architects and us, our team of architects, including us, have done the schematics of the land and the site planning is where we use certain parts of the land for the buildings. And then other parts are dis, are not disturbed. We're not cutting out any trees. We're not, you know, it's very nature filled. Um, and, and, and like Aaron said, it feels like Jurassic Park. And we talk about this all the time because Aaron's son... <laughs> Loves Jurassic Park, so it's like whenever you know we, you know, you think about it, it's just especially Mother Earth and just grounding and keeping in alignment with nature. Which a lot of people, um, one of the things I want to talk about is a lot of people in the last couple of years have been migrating out of the cities, yeah, and in the country, yes, because um, you know we've just we've gotten away from nature period. We've gotten yeah. away from being one, especially America, especially Western, Western world. You know, it's just getting your car, go to work, go get some Starbucks. You know, we barely sitting down with our families. We're barely even out hiking or going to the parks or anything like that. Kids are barely going to uh, recess. Everybody's on their phones. You know, or the, the kids are always on their tablets. They're not outside playing. They don't understand. So it's like when people come to Commission Ranch, I won't be surprised if your service, your service works a little bit, but you're not even going to want to be on your phone. because I feel that way too. You're going to be, you're going to, this is, when you come, you're unplugging from the world. Yeah. You know? And that's the problem. A lot of people don't know how to unplug. And it's funny because when I just got on the call, Aaron was asking me where my son was and he's gone for the summer. And it's funny because my mom was like, you know, when I was going like on my serious path of healing and when I was living in Los Angeles, my mom was on the phone with me one day. She was like, Amber, 
you, I bet you don't know how to spend time by yourself. And I was like, yes, I do. Is that a bet? I do. I do. And when I tell you every single summer, my son would be gone. There'd be times I wouldn't even call my friends or talk to him. I would just, it would just be me. Mm-hmm. And I, and I really ate that to me doing a lot of my inner work and really, really, really getting to know me. I know me. I know who I am. I know how I show up. No one can tell me who I am and who I'm not, you know? And I really value my time alone. I really value my time in those quiet moments. Yeah. It even comes into relationships when I'm with a dude. I'm like, I'll give you space, baby. Like, (laughs) I'm going to give you your space. You're going to be so much space. Like, damn, like, where are you? Because it's just like, it's important, you know? It's like, with everything that's going on in the world, like, if you can't hear that inner voice or that gut, or maybe it's some things you need to work through, something's coming up to the surface. If you're constantly ignoring it, like, how do you even hear that gut, that that voice? Like, how do you even hear that inner voice that's speaking to you? Like, mm-hmm. do this, do that, you know? And so I have really, like, I'm really excited to see, like, once, you know, everything is, is done with Kamisha Ranch and we are like out there and we have the people coming to visit and um, how it's going to really open us up to the next level of our life. Yeah. Because Aaron's getting close to 40. So you're getting close to 40. I'm in my 40s and it's a whole nother level. It's a whole nother level. Like I was saying, like your I don't give a fuck meter. Can you cuss on here? Yeah, <laughs> your your I don't give a fuck meter like goes up like all the time in your forties, and it's like like I'm not gonna worry about that. Like it'll get fixed. Okay, it fell apart. I've lived on this earth so many times that I know it's gonna work itself out. Yeah, like I'm not gonna trip about this. You know, you might have to like work work through it. Your the things that are coming up, but like. You just it's just a different level. And then, and I know that we'll be having those type of older people. Because this is something that I've learned, like, especially when you especially are our generation is doing the work. Me and Aaron's generation is doing the work. A generation before us, like those 70s, because I'm an 81, and those 60s and the 50s and the baby boomers, they weren't doing the work. And especially for women. Women are like, I remember I was speaking to this female engineer and she was saying to me, like, I asked her, everybody was asking her about, oh, the work she does and her roles and how she got there. And and I asked the question in the classroom, what does your well-being look like? Like, what is your daily well-being? Like, no one in the class was going to ask that question. And she just stood there and it was like her entire um confidence in herself kind of like deflated because that's when you get to people like I don't really take care of myself that part working working work and she even said to me she opened up in front of the entire class she was like okay guys like this is the part that I'm not good at and my kids 
even though they're okay now, there were some nights they were having ice cream for dinner. And there were some nights that he was like, some days that me and my husband were working 12 hour a day. And it's like, they didn't know how to cut off. They didn't know how to be like to my boss, enough's enough. My family comes first. Yeah. And I have been privileged to have a father who was like, five o'clock, I'm I'm heading home. Six o'clock, we're at the table eating. Like, I'm not working past that. You can call me. I might come in afterwards. But it is his non-negotiable was I'm out of the house by then. And it's so funny because we hear a lot of guys in Austria. If you're going to date me, you need to know that I'm not going to, I'm going to be working around the clock. You're not going to, I'm like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Because then you're saying that your career has more power over you. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that we'll get to teach people. Like it doesn't, you get to shape this life how you want it to look like. We're not saying that because me and Aaron, we work a lot. Aaron loves to work. I love to work. But there, we do have to check ourselves and be like, you know, I might be heading myself down to overexertion. And, yeah. And I need to slow down. Like, maybe I need to take a day off. It'll be okay. Maybe I need to start delegating this part to somebody else. Maybe it's time to bring somebody else to do that role, you know? And one of the things I also say to people is when you start to think that you know when you feel like you can't um, delegate or you can't, um, that you must do everything on your own, what that is ultimately saying to yourself is that you know more than somebody else. Yeah. You know, and that you can do it all. And, and that mindset is what leads to burnout. Yeah. Period. And I love that you bring this up because this is essentially is why the commission ranch was was created. I mm-hmm. was that person. I was that burnt out person. I was that depressed, suicidal, over like drowning in emotional shit, you know, person that was just like, how am I going to be the billionaire businesswoman I've always dreamt of being since I was a little girl? Like this is a seed that was planted in me well before people even could see, you know, my potential, if you will, that I knew that I was here to change the world and lead the world into a a new space. And yet I was doing it at my own expense. Like to your point, like our generations prior didn't know what the fuck a well-being was. They didn't know what a break was. They didn't know what a good night's sleep was. My mom was an insomniac. Every day she'd wake up and be like, I didn't sleep last night. And that was almost a, a point of bragging. Oh, and like, oh, and on top of that, like naps were forbidden. Okay. Like napping during the day, things like that, like were like, were bad, considered bad. So I had a lot of guilt and shame around sleeping and resting that I still have just in recent years, maybe the past year or two have become comfortable with doing like just stopping and taking a nap without feeling guilty. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what the Kamisha Ranch is designed to do. It's like, a much needed nap in your energetic journey, in your spiritual (laughs) journey. It's like a break, a a, a small break to recharge, to reset, and to re-energize you so that you can continue in doing the work that you were called to do in co-creation with God. 
And when you move with that kind of energy, with that kind of intent, with that kind of purpose, you can never make a wrong move. You'll never make a wrong decision. And I want to encourage people about that because this is part of my path. I talk about it all the time with my mentors is the path of impeccable living. And I love that even Queen Afua brought it up. She calls it impeccable listening. And it's the impeccable listening to God within or God, however you describe, you know, your relationship looks. And then the impeccable living of always doing what you, the best that you can do, like always doing your best. And Mm -hmm. to your point, Amber, before you never really see things as mistakes anymore. And I can honestly say that to this day, like I was just talking with a young uh, friend who just was just like, oh, Aaron, you regret some things. And I was like, actually, I look back at things, even like all the drunken stuff, the sexual, all anything, like things that used to bring me a lot of guilt and shame. Now I'm just like, those were just lessons because yeah. my poor self, I was so emotionally uh, traumatized. Like just looking at who that being was, I'm just grateful that I was just staying alive every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. so to, to judge myself, to berate myself, to criticize myself over things that I frankly couldn't control is just ludicrous of me and a waste of energy and a waste of my time. And it actually just sets me back. And so that's why for folks that this ranch is targeting more senior executives. So we're looking at people who are in their 50s, their 60s, maybe 70s, and of course, younger folks. Um, but really, these are folks who are needing to be taught how to engage in these types of practices in a safe, fun, playful, loving, compassionate way, period. Like this is what the Commission Ranch ethos is about. This is what our, our, you know, who we are like at our core is being able to take a break and knowing that in doing so, you are taking leaps ahead in every aspect of your life. Because what we had been programmed to believe was like when we take breaks, oh, you know, can't stop, won't stop, you know, all that, like, you know, <laughs> that kind of that kind of energy is gonna is not gonna get you ahead of the next guy. And you know what? You think about it, Puffy don't even talk like that anymore. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't when he when he in younger in his career, he was like he would say that no sleep, no what's name. He does not talk like that anymore. He's he is a pampered, I don't want to call him a pampered princess, but <laughs> more like a pampered princess. <laughs> he more like a pampered soft life. He lives soft life. And it's like, it's like, um, but you can't, you can't continue to work like that. And this is another thing I want to say because this is some of the work that I specialize in in engineering too. And we we've been talking about this. A lot of these businesses, like I used to be scared of AI back in the day. Yeah, same. I really want us to see, I really want people to be more open-minded about integrating these things into our world because there are a lot of jobs that humans, they should not be doing. And when I say that, like, especially I was talking about like in the aircraft industry, um, there's parts of the parts of the plane that I've learned about, like, I'm like, why are humans still doing that? Like you could automate that and automate that you could hybrid hybrid that system where it's humans and uh robotics being able to build the plane because it's like people's bodies are we're not meant we're not machines 
And I think that's where a lot, that's where a lot of like the industrial revolution came about of like OSHA and things like that because of all the injuries. But we're not even talking about the psychological injuries that have come along with people working themselves to the bone and then how it passes down to their children. Because you have to think about the baby boomers. They are the product of um, the parents who were from the Great Depression. You know, my parents, um, my grandparents were part from the Great Depression. Yeah. So they were like, they work, work, work. They didn't have OSHA. They didn't have those type of regulations or you get breaks for work. You just work. You yeah. just work. Yeah. You know? And so a lot of that we're seeing now uh, where we are healing from that. And yes. we are um, we are having to automate a lot of work. And people are like, oh, AI is not, AI is not going to take all the jobs done. <laughs> you, still, you still need people to program the AI. You know? And I know there's different types of form of AI out here, but I think people need to start opening their eyes to, um, to the ways how this is going to one, save some companies bottom line from always having injuries in their, um, in their factories or on construction sites and things like that and how, um, it makes it more efficient. It, It saves us. It heals people more. Like when I say healing is like, we're able to use our mind more, you know, yes. and that's one of the thing in business that people don't utilize is the people that already work with it because people are so exhausted. They can't even. Yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, and we need to look, we need to look at from a lens of all those things. And that's really what you call holistic thinking. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to business, you're looking at the entire vision. I mean, and I know I've, talk to um I've explained to Aaron that's what a lot of the stuff I do lean six sigma is a holistic way of looking at business right and it's part that comes from the Japanese which you know I know Aaron knows about kaizen and all and those type of things kaizen events which come from the Japanese and you know Japanese a lot of their we all know has to do with the well-being and you and and recognizing the respect for people mm-hmm. and just their entire idea of how business should be they go at things at business at a, a at a moderate pace yes. you know, it's not with continuous like, improvement with always continuous improvement yeah mm-hmm. it's not it's not oh we got to get this because we got to meet these numbers and and get it fast and everything it's like hey this is the set we have our systems in place they're working. Everybody's happy. If something goes wrong, we have somebody that comes and runs to the floor. They're they're on it. Everybody's on it. We're very aware of every single part of the process. And I think, not even think, I feel, you know, Western Ameri- Western business practices are, we all know we're nothing like that, you know? And you can look at different companies like Toyota and Nissan and the reason why they're constantly there you don't ever hear about them having huge problems you know what I'm saying or just their workers being hurt or they're not satisfied in their job because it is all about the respect of the people and it's about continuous improvement and it's about it's about the people 
Like, yeah. and we take the people out in Western America. We're all yeah. about like, it is about making money, but it's about we're going about it that everybody that you know, if something does go wrong, we're not backlogged because somebody's hurt. Right. We have to figure that part out. And so yeah. those are a lot of the things that we really wanna like uh really kind of just dive into when it comes to changing this American culture. Cause it really is American culture. You mm-hmm. go to Europe, you go to any of those places like Norway or Sweden or Denmark or, you know, um how they their practices with work, their relationships with work, how they take vacation, what it means for family, what it means to travel, how the whole country is traveling at once because they're not working. There's downtime. Like we're just always working, 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 getting a Starbucks, getting a latte, dropping our kids off. And then like running from, or you know how we will say, thinking that, oh, we could just go do a yoga class and then we'll be so zen. Like, yeah. All yeah. our problems, all our problems will be swept away from this one yoga class that we took. All yeah. the generational trauma. If I just do this one pose, the generational trauma will be gone. And we all know that. Erin, you know that. Yeah. You, that you was me. Yeah. It's deeper than that. And I love that you bring this to bear because this is essentially why we have this culture. I mean, you think about the history of America and we have a history of you know, indentured servitude of slavery, uh, which we see all over the world too. However, this is the fundamentals for which our economy is based. And I'm not speaking out of it, to it from a racial perspective per se. I'm speaking of it in terms of how you treat the, your resources. And so when your resources were, you know, bought and sold and, you know, you really were treated with respect and, they, and the resources were human beings, then of course that culture is gonna continue to perpetuate and permeate through, you know, what we experience today, because that was only a generation, couple generations ago. Like to your point, our parent, our grandparents came out of the Great Depression, which was at the hop, skip, and a jump away from slavery. So, you know, in terms of understanding the 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 state in which our economy was in the state in which our culture was in, how most human beings, because there were white slaves, Indian slaves, black slaves, indentured servants, however you want to call them, you know, we all were under a very oppressive, in many ways, uh, I would say like dictatorial, you know, regime. And, you know, and so now we're moving into a space where on top of that, there was no education. So people were incredibly ignorant as well. They couldn't read. They couldn't even read most people. So when you're approaching even in business management with that perspective, when you're dealing with essentially thousands of children who can't even read and write, then of course they're going to be treated a certain way. And of course, you're going to have to institute policies and incentives and things that really are coddling and demeaning in many ways because these people don't know how to take care of themselves. And um, and so this is now a new age in which we are empowered to be knowers and and beers as opposed to doers and and thinkers, you know. And so we're moving into this age where now the machines 
can't even try to compete with us. And that to me is why I can never fear something that is, is not even, can't even compare vibrationally to who I am and what I represent. Like these machines are modeled in many ways after me, they can never be me. And so we must remember who we are and our divinity and our consciousness and that we have these beautiful minds that can co-create with these machine beings who can really, you know, build something in, like we've never ever seen before, which will happen like in, in our lifetimes, actually, because this is what I've been called here to do, is to build buildings, to build things, to create things that we have actually never even seen probably in millennia or generations. Um, because this is what we've been called to do. And this is the beginning of this start to the Commission Ranch. And just to help us kind of ground ourselves and in, in why I have such conviction is that the, the very word Commission, it, it comes from the word Kemet, um, which is essentially the ancient Egyptian uh, name for Egypt. And Kemet is a representative of the first settlers on this planet, the first um, human, human incarnated divine beings. And they lived and existed and created beautiful, you know, like crystal-like, you know, um, how do you say, civilizations that all had very strict and disciplined um, systems and laws and, and education systems. And this is what we're calling into this existence in this day and time is remembering who we were when we first came to this planet as the co-creators of God in our human existence. And so the Commission Ranch is drawing from this very ancient, 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 millions of years ago, history or more, eons ago, where we really knew how to work together and, 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 and work with our, um, how do you call them, <laughs> our ascended masters or our um, people on the other side, other dimensions, galactic family. Um, there's so many names and terms in co-creating an existence here on Earth. And so the Commission Ranch is the beginning of this work. And again, I am so honored to be leading this effort because this is what I've been called to do. I've been created in this life many times. I've been able to see my life all the way back to the beginning, praise God, and understanding why it was that I went through what I went through to be here now in order to do this work now because it is that important to usher us into this golden age, which we already know the cycle is here. The earth has called it forth, the sun cycle, the golden age, um, the, the golden children who we are, are here to establish this new presence in this new earth paradigm. And so that also helps to ground us in why the Kamisha Ranch will be um, such an integral part in, in the way business will look, in the way the world will look, in the way human beings will interact, in the way governments will be managed, in the way systems will be created, because this is how we have been, what we, what we, be, we have been called to do, essentially. And I also wanted to say something else about, <clears throat> like, you know, we've been moving into the golden age and we are coming out of uh, Kali, Kali Yoga with the Hindus talk about. Um, and I remember when we first got into uh, the pandemic in 2020, we were all like, before I even had heard Kali Yuga, 
um, the term, I was like, man, this is a collie year. Because Kali just came in and was like, oh. like, when the entire world, like, you have to understand, like, even our grandparents, our parents had never seen anything like this before the pandemic, how the entire world shut down, the entire world shut down, had to. And I say this all the time. I talk about this even when I started back, when I started my podcast, is like people started waking up because they had to they have to stop. It's like, you know, when it comes to physics, when you have that inertia, you're just going in motion and you get into this, this motion where you just keep going and people weren't stopping. People were forced to have a hard stop. Yeah. And people were like, yo, I don't like my job. I don't like yeah. my school. I don't yeah. like my house. Why am I even with you? Come on, I don't my kid. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Like, what are we doing? I don't even like this government. Like, what are we doing? Like, what am I doing? It's not right. It's not even, you know, and you're seeing this rise of, and I, you know, and I want to say this, you know, I was during that time doing a lot of goddess circles where I was bringing women together and I was doing these healing circles for women and, and actually activating them. And you know, what's so funny. And I was doing it during the pandemic. So not everybody was, everybody were kind of scared to come out the house. But the brave women that did come and sit and circle with me, I applaud them. I watch them doing the things they're doing now. But people have been coming to me like, Amber, when are you going to host another one? When are you going to do it? And I was like, guys, you missed that. And I told a girl the other day, I was like, if you're going to want to work with me or experience any type of healing thing, you're going to have to come down to the ranch. Because like, <laughs> I was like, that, when I look at this also with the ranch, that is how I get to serve in that capacity, yes. you know, as a healer. And mm -hmm. that is right in alignment for there. If you want to catch me outside healing, you have to come down to the Kamisha Ranch because like, I'm just not even interested in even doing certain, I won't even say like this, not even interested in it. But when I was doing those type of level of events, when it came to a hard pause and I didn't do them anymore, I just kept hearing God say, no, if you're going to do this, it's bigger. Yeah. He was like bigger. And we get to do it on a corporate level. Yes. Do it on the people who are impacting the world. You know Organizational I mean? level. That's yes. what I would call the People that world. really want to invest in their, yeah. their growth and yeah. their healing. And I'm really only interested in really in, um, working with people because like the price point that I was offering it at that, if you didn't want to invest, like the sitting circle me was like $55. If you need to invest in $55 for a little, for two, not a little, but for two hours to come sit with other women, you're not ready to invest in what we're doing. Yeah. And I only want to work with the people that really, really, really want to do the work. Yeah. And so it's way it's high level it's you know we're bringing you the best of the best we're giving you the best of the best we are procuring the best of the best materials and we are very aware of every single detail that is going into this ranch and so we only really want to work with the people who they they care about that type of detail yeah you know so we just got off a call earlier with our with our team architects talking about 
compost compost toilets, okay? Like, <laughs> and we're working with mechanical engineers that invest in the science of building and are they're all about certain HVAC systems in biogeographic, biogeometric systems. This is things that go back to commission comedic times. So you have to understand, like, it's a different level. And this is not to toot our horn, but this is to say what the type of level of experience you will have coming to the Commission Ranch. It's not something that was just thrown up. It is something that is well thought about. It is something that has been very planned out. We have sought out the right, aligned with the right people to build this. It's not just any Joe Blow that just is just putting up homes or doing stuff like that we literally have sought out these people interviewed them and really decided like this is an alignment with me and and those people have come back and said to us you're our dream clients and that's what you want yes that part yeah that part and i love how you just reiterated that every detail of this is guided it's an alignment with higher vibrational purposes or higher vibrational things and entities come on my podcast to talk a lot about Dr. David Hawkins and the level of consciousness and understanding when you're operating at a level of fear. And this is even, this is what, you know, under that dotted line, what most of the world is operating at, you don't get fear results. You don't get fear-based, fear-driven results. However, when you're operating from a level, what I like to think of enlightenment, <laughs> I, I feel like I've gotten there. <laughs> and, and when you are operating with this divine intelligence, then you are going to experience and manifest only divine things. And so this is the, the nature of the work that we're doing at the Commission Ranch, the nature of the work that we're doing with the metaphysics world. This is divine. We're operating with divine intelligence, which is the highest level of intelligence there is. And so um, believe it or not, you know, the choice is yours. <laughs> you know, it really is because, you know, I feel like, you know, this is a wait and see journey. To Amber's point, this is not about too many horns. Um, for me, my ego is is in balance for real. My I, I've been I've been sat down so many damn times in my life. My ego is all the way in check. You feel me? So I done had to take a seat a lot of times. And so for me, this work it's not about the bread. It's not about the clout. It's about my mission. And I chose to accept it. And so I'm following all the way through. And so. This kind of kind of wraps up our podcast. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That really does like really wrap up everything and gives everybody a really um uh a, a breakdown of what we're doing. And I want you, Erin, to also tell them that we'll be doing these these like these podcasts quarterly. Yeah, yeah. Updates and really kind of actually talk about what's going on. I think that we really should talk about um really like the thing that's really being talked about is artificial intelligence. We can go more and talk yeah. about the consciousness behind it. Yeah. And just more about business and what we see for business in the future and the golden age, the golden age. Yes, yes. And I you know, one of the things that I have been seeing that I, I had visions about years ago was the industrial revolution that we're going through. Yeah. And how it's changing in business and how, you know, 
we really have to how we are raising our children and what we're sending them to school for and what we're doing and how we can constantly reinvent ourselves because we can speak to that about reinventing ourselves because Aaron and I have worked in different corporate environments and mm-hmm. different industries. And I think that this is a really good time to really reinvent yourself. So like, I think those are some of the things that will, you know, the next but you can look forward to certainly like I love this idea like and I'm so grateful that you brought that up that Amber and I will be doing these regularly these quarterly check-ins for the better business world business forecasts um commission ranch updates and also just overall how to manage your life in in balance with business because we are not separate entities. We, we wear lots of different hats, but we're the same person underneath it all. So we have to know who we are. And with that, you know, I just want to thank all of you all for, for listening, for watching all the way to the end and, and tuning in to, to what we have to offer. If you're interested in investing or learning more about the Commission Ranch and what we're doing at the Meta Business uh, World, you can hit us up at the metabusiness.world on our website. Or also you can reach out to me directly at I am Erin Patton on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And Amber, if you also could just share your details for the audience. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn at Amber Williams or on I am Amber Williams on Instagram. And um, we'll also have, we'll probably have in the, in the show notes, like our email, if you want to email Metabusiness. Yeah, let's do that. Touch this person. Um, and see how you can work with us, um, how you could be part of the ranch or how we can come out to your corporate, your organization and make it better. Absolutely. And with that, thank you all again. We will see you on the next episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. We love you. Peace. Thank you. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast? Well, I am honored and I appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review and sharing it with your friends because your feedback allows us to co-create more enlightened conversations. And if you're interested in growing your soul now, head over to my website, erinpatton.com to find all the show notes, links, and free resources to get your energy activated today. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace. Peace.